0: Hi, I'm Sophia Ortiz, and welcome to the Well and Worthy podcast. This podcast is a journey where we step into our power, up our wellness game, and uncover our worth so that we can show up as our best selves every damn day. I'm so excited to talk about all things body, mind, and soul while learning true self-love along the way. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate y'all's patience uh, because I know I missed an episode last week. I had some personal um, mental stuff going on, so kind of do. But you know, that is a part of being human and it is a part of being alive. So I appreciate y'all's patience with it. Um, And I'm really excited to be back this week. Uh, This week, we are talking about a topic that I have a lot to say on. Um, So I'm just going to jump right into it. We're talking about... uh, self-love and why it's the most radical thing you can do in this life to change your life and also how to start when we come from such a place of you know self-hate i want to start with a quote from ruby cower a wonderful poet uh she says the way you love yourself is how you teach others to love you uh ruby cower is great she writes uh, milk and honey the sun and her flowers i definitely encourage you to go check her out she has some really raw authentic stuff but the way you teach others to love you is through loving yourself so it must be pretty important right and i want to start with like what is self-love and i think in order to understand what self-love is and why so many people are seeking it out we first have to understand why so many of us fall into self-hate in the first place because the thing is we're not born hating ourselves. Like this is just true. In fact, we are self-aware. Science has proven this. You become self-aware around 15 to 18 months of age. Um, so when you're really little, you start seeing yourself in a mirror and you're like, that is me. Mm-hmm. Hey, good looking. Um, but people do not report feeling insecure until until a little bit later in life. And this is becoming younger and younger when they start reporting, uh, you know, feelings of insecurity. But these feelings always come from comparison degradation by peers or family or negative influence from the media so basically self-hate is taught we are not born with it um we are not born with a lot of things that become problems later in life but self-hate is one of them um and this is because see i know it, you know it we all live in a consumer society Uh, Money is the most important thing to so many people and I challenge you right now look around I guarantee there's so many things driven by money and capitalism around you right now Unless you're like in the middle of the woods even still you're listening to this on the phone. So like money drives Everything more than half of what we do and it's our society's emphasis on money um, Results in an emphasis also on hating ourselves and as disgusting as it is is very much true Um, And I really want to share a quote by Jessica Valenti. I don't know um, if you all know who she is, but she writes a book called Full Frontal Feminism, A Young Woman's Guide to Why Feminism Matters. It's a little bit of an older book, um, but it is super, super raw, super, super down to earth. She's just pissed at the world for telling us um, that we shouldn't love ourselves. And I wanted to read you a quote from her. She says, consumerism is at the heart of beauty standards. After all, who's telling you what's and who's hot? Fashion magazines, for example, survive by selling ads. Ads that tell you your skin will be disgusting if you don't buy the latest microderm scrubbing, bubbling, foamy face wash. They all depend on you feeling ugly. Um, And guess what? If you think your looks are just fine and dandy as they are, you're not going to buy face creams and makeup and diet pills. You're just going to hang out, feeling great, and doing productive things. But if you feel ugly and fat, you're going to spend as much money as possible to make sure you're doing all that you can to be pretty. And that's just a little excerpt, but I think it really gets at the point. Um, It's from a chapter called Beauty Cult. Um, But yes, consumerism is at the heart of beauty standards. I wrote an entire research paper on it, and it's backed up by so much research, but consumerism is what is telling us what and who is hot and what and who is pretty. Um, And arguably one of the biggest money makers is self-hate. You know, if you think that a new pill or a new cream is going to fix a body that you're being told every single day, like 50 million times a day is broken, of course you're going to buy that pill. Who's not? You know, it's hard to sit here and just be like, love yourself, love yourself. And I didn't want to just dive right into that um, because I think we need to understand that feelings of brokenness are normal when they are all that we are being fed Um, and the pill that they're selling you may never actually like cure what you're trying to fix but regardless it leaves you on the hunt and feeling hopeless Um, that way you'll keep buying more and more empty promises to try to fix something that was never broken and that is the radical thought there. No matter as long as as long as you think you're broken right you'll keep pouring money into the wallets of big old corporations that want that money. So the media is going <laughs> to the media that we consume is going to constantly tell us that we're not enough in order to make us hate ourselves. And it told our parents the same things. Hence why many of us are taught to self-hate from our parents or those mean girls from school. You know those girls that bullied you in the 4th grade about your arm hair? yeah, they're looking at the same shaving commercials as you. And it took me a long time to understand this, but who can really blame them for being insecure and projecting it when they are also insecure? Everybody's insecure. And it's hard to not be like, oh, it's my parents' fault that I'm insecure about my body. But like, they're insecure too because they were fed the same crap that all of us are being fed every single day. And it's frustrating, guys. I'm just ranting about how frustrating it is because yes, it's all just one like huge impossible cycle. Um, hence when, the, hence the reason that many of us wake up in the morning, you know, feeling like, okay, well, I'm discussing or I don't like myself. Duh. <laughs> Do you blame us? This is all that we're being fed. Uh, and I, I think that that is all really important to understand before we can even begin to talk about self-love, because this is where self-love comes in. It's easy to sit here and be like, love yourself unconditionally. And yeah, the reason that I didn't start this episode by blabbing on about self-love without the context of self-hate, is because I want us to understand that we are not alone in these feelings. And understanding that you hating yourself is not this abnormal, awful thing, and how dare you? and you should be stronger. I'm so sorry to all of the women that have faced this, including myself. Um, it's really pathetic, and all the men too. but yeah, I, I typically speak to women. Um, on this podcast, but I, you know, it's it's a really is a general thing, um, and loving yourself and fully accepting yourself is literally one of the hardest things that you can do in this life. I mean, I found a study from a few years ago that says more than eighty percent of college women diet, no matter how much they weigh, and forty percent of nine year olds nine year old girls have been reported to consider and try dieting. So, this is the monster we're dealing with, people. It's a pretty big monster. And that is why I titled this episode about self-love being radical and being difficult because it is. But it is not a battle that is wasted. It is a battle that is so worth it. And because of the world we live in, we have to understand first that it's not something that happens all at once, right? It's a journey. It's something you have to fight for um, because we live in this world where you're told to hate yourself at every single moment. Um, but loving yourself is the most radical thing that you can do because it will help you claim your life back. And I don't know if a lot of you share this feeling, but I was feeling like my life was being run by other people. Like I'm not in the driver's seat of my own life, very like hamster on a wheel vibes, chasing empty promises that did not seem to be getting me anywhere. Um and I promise that learning how to accept yourself changes this. Like, I promise you, I I have done it. I am working on it. I am one of those people who is here to tell you that it actually will help. Um, and if you feel like you're having trouble, maybe like maintaining boundaries or respecting your own needs, learning to value yourself as a person is the very first step you have to take before doing any of the things like releasing toxic friends or looking for a relationship, blah, blah, blah you need to come from a place of self-understanding and self-love. So you can see the significance, right? Like you can see how important it all is. But like how the fuck do you start? Like how the fuck are we supposed to step out of an environment where we're like constantly belittled and give ourselves like this validation that we so crave? It, It literally is just small everyday steps. And I'm hoping on this podcast to show the ones... Um, that have helped me the most in developing like a true sense of identity, also empowerment. And I want to to share that uh, it actually is possible to give yourself the validation that you've been looking for everywhere. And until recently, I didn't realize that this validation that I was seeking from literally everywhere can only be found from within myself. It is physically only impossible for me to find that true, genuine validation within me. Um, So, we're going to break it down into some really awesome steps that help you get on top of that and help you start the self-love journey or help you work on it because I know that we are all on this journey and it is one that we fight for every single day. Um, So, step one is one of my favorites daily affirmations. Um, You can write them. You can find them online. They're like a lot a lot of affirmations online. Um, I like to pick a single like affirmation video on YouTube. There's a lot of really great ones. You can check out Bob Baker and Isabel Palacios. Um, I really really like them. But I pick a video of affirmations, and I'll stick with that video for about like a month, um, or I'll write some down that I like and stick with them for like a few weeks. Um, and I like to say them to myself every morning. Like right when I wake up, um, incorporate that into your morning ritual um, and a couple of them at night before I go to bed. Um, And I swear to you, as simple as this sounds, this is where it started. And I feel like it could start here for a lot of people. This is where it started for me. Um, And it's like not necessarily easy to do either. As simple as it sounds, you have to pick affirmations. The key with this is that you have to pick affirmations that speak to the most like insecure parts of yourself. You have to talk to yourself in the mirror and you have to be like hey bitch you're hot you're amazing or like for me specifically like it's the arm hair thing right i've been bullied about it for years i had to get over like the little comments so like i started with affirmations that were like um that i got from isabel palacios online but it says my beauty i admire the beauty that is handed down to me from my ancestors and i thought that that was such a beautiful one and now i incorporate incorporated that because it helps me Whenever I'm feeling, like, insecure about, like, my arm hair or, like, being hairy because I'm Hispanic, brown girls, woohoo, unite, um, I say that affirmation to myself. I admire the beauty passed down to me from my ancestors. Um, And I started saying that in the mirror every morning along with other ones that help me with my looks or whatever, like, insecure parts you are trying to work through, I like to pick on those. And as hard as that can be or as much as you might not believe it at first, the more you say it you know, you speak your words into reality. That's how it is that literally what you speak becomes true. Um, So whether it's reclaiming your body or, you know, parts of your body, parts of your personality that have been bullied before, you can give yourself validation with your own words. Um, And I think a lot of us don't realize this, but it is so powerful. You can also say them throughout the day to like ground you, uh, personalize them. And I also like to like really genuinely feel them to be true. Um, And after practicing this a lot like I look myself in the eyes in the mirror or i'll just like really feel it Sometimes I like to close my eyes and imagine it Um and understand these words to be true And when you're done speaking your affirmations to yourself say and so it is That's what I always say at the end of my affirmations. I go and so it is. Thank you Because now that i've decided it is it is that is how I see it now. That is what I think now period um and so it is And this is really the gateway step for um, step number two, Uh, and step number two is to split that voice in your head. And you know exactly the one I'm talking about. You know that little voice in your head that's like, "You're stupid," or "That's not right, Sophia," or like maybe it tells you like, "Oh, you're like, you're such an anxious bitch," or like whatever. You know, like the little critical voice in your head. Um, That voice, we all know that voice, Um, and it whispers to us all the time. But you have to focus on splitting it. So. This is a very conscious process. It is going to take a lot of conscious, hard work that is not easy to do. But you have to focus on your thoughts. And focusing on your subconscious thoughts is not easy. But whenever that little voice in your head turns critical, be like, no. Stop it in its tracks and say, hey, that's my inner critic. Um, Instead of letting my inner critic be the governing voice, I'm going to turn to the other voice in my head. And I know it's really teeny tiny right now, but hey, it's there. And it's that little cheerleader. And that's the real voice that belongs to me it's the voice that says no i am good enough and i am worthy and i deserve to be respected and even if that's a small little voice whenever you catch your inner critic like talking you just gotta literally stop what you're doing stop speaking stop thinking stop for i like, second, say no recognize that that's your inner critic and then bring out your inner cheerleader they're in there i promise give them your love and support and like let them remind you that you are worthy let them bring up one of your affirmations maybe say it out loud take a minute Give yourself loving, kind thoughts in replacement of those negative thoughts. Um, So it's, you know, splitting that voice in your head, stopping negative thoughts in their tracks and correcting them. And it's going to be exhausting at first because like you're going to realize how much you shit talk yourself to yourself. It kind of is surprising. You're going to be like, oh damn, like I really do say some shit about myself and that is not my job. I have to be my own cheerleader. Um, but you got to work on it and you got to do it every single time interrupt those thoughts call them out Remind yourself that those literally are not even your thoughts You weren't born with them, right? Were we born with self-hate? No Um, just like we talked about they were literally taught to you So like who decided you weren't funny who put that little voice in your head? It wasn't you when you were born Um, who decided like oh i'm so awkward or I bet they don't like me like i'm so weird your inner critic Okay, that is who decided, um, and your inner critic was raised on those societal critiques that we hate so much. Um, that critic, ain't you, bitch? That critic is literally not you. Learn to separate the critic that has grown in your head from the actual voice of the cheerleader in your head, because that critic, you have to learn to split that voice in your head and be like, my inner critic is not a part of me anymore. My inner critic is not me. It's just, it's just that. It's a critic, and the real voice inside my head is that superstar cheerleader that i have to give space for um so step number three and mind you all of these steps are kind of chronological like you could take them as you are and wherever like whatever step you're at in your journey and stuff um but i really like them chronologically just because i feel like they're really like they segue into the other um as you grow your inner cheerleader start to understand that she is you so this is step number three let your inner cheerleader take up space and let her be the powerful one as this happens you will learn to speak nicely to yourself so step number three is just speak nicely to yourself after you're identifying critical thoughts you have to learn to be kind to you um let yourself make mistakes let yourself mess up without feeling guilty um literally like (laughs) we mess up all the time and you have to be nice to yourself because you gotta you gotta focus on changing that inner dialogue to be less critical of you. I heard a quote once that said, life is critical and mean enough. So you literally do not need to be critical and mean to yourself. It is not helping anyone. Like, I know, I know you're beating up on yourself for something that you did, um, but it's destructive and that's it. It's just destructive. It is not doing anything else. And I know that a lot of people are going to come at me saying like, oh, like you need to be mean to yourself to get yourself to do things, like work out or eat well. Like, how am I going to work out if I don't like tell myself that, like, I need to fucking lose weight. Discipline doesn't come from a place of self-hate. And I'll say that again. Discipline does not come from a place of self-hate. Any discipline that comes from a place of self-hate is not sustainable. So, if you're bullying yourself into doing something, you're never actually going to love it, and therefore, you're never actually going to turn it into a habit. Real discipline is only formed From things that you love and things that you understand that you're worthy of doing Um, and that's i'm sorry, but that is the only way that you're going to form Positive discipline. So, you know Don't go telling me that you have to hate yourself in order to have the motivation to go to the gym Because I promise it is not true I have literally gone through all of this and like bullying yourself and being like oh I have to change my body and using that as your motivation to work out like only works for like a couple of days until you're tired and you You know, that's not motivation enough. Hating yourself is not motivation enough to do anything. Um, And even if it is for a little while, it's not sustainable. And it's also, it doesn't make you happy. If you died tomorrow, would you want to die knowing that like you forced yourself to go to the gym out of hate or you forced yourself to like, I don't know, study because you think you're stupid? Like real discipline is not formed from a place of self-hate. So for step number three, I'm going to need you all to like be nice. Be nice to yourself. Let yourself make mistakes. And don't beat up on yourself. I think you're cool. Don't be mean to you. So, step number four is remember the spotlight effect. I don't know if anyone has taken psychology who's listening, um, but the spotlight effect is this idea in psychology where we think that everybody is looking at us all the time. Like, you know when you go to the gym and you're like, oh my god, everybody's judging me right now. Like, ah, Like, they're all staring. I'm doing this so weird. Or like, you walk into class and you're like, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. Like, everyone's looking But think about it. Are you looking at other people at the gym? Are you literally watching every single move that they make and judging them? No. People aren't looking at you. And after you establish that in your head, like, those people are not judging you. And even when they do, because there will be strangers who do judge you sometimes, whose voice gets to govern how you feel? Is it the random girl who doesn't know you very well or, like, your mom's critiques of how you're eating? No. You get to form the voice inside your head and it's your job, baby, to make it a nice one. The voice inside your head is designed by you and you alone. So, you get to choose what thoughts you're putting in there. You get to choose if it's a nice one. It's all up to you who to choose and who to listen to. Um, And it starts with releasing the idea that everyone's, like, constantly looking at you and judging you. And once you do that, um, you'll be able to ignore people's criticisms, like, altogether. You'll start to learn, like, okay, no one's looking. And then eventually, you'll be like, even if they are, who gives a fuck? Like, Even if they are, they're looking at me for like all of two seconds and I'm looking at me for life so I need to do what makes me happy. Um, And I know it's super trite. This is like the most trite step but genuinely like you can't be happy if you're trying to make other people happy. Um, You have to listen to your own (laughs) – the things that make you happy and your own voice inside your own head. Other people's critiques do not get to judge how you live. They do not. because that is really important in loving yourself is trusting your own voice and trusting that um, it's okay to, you know, not constantly live for other people. Step number five is understanding that you're your own best friend. Um, you are the only person coming. Nobody's coming. Nobody's going to come and swoop you off your feet and teach you how to completely change your life. You have to be your own best friend because it does not matter how much you want new besties or a new boyfriend, new girlfriend. Like, those things only work out when you realize that no one's going to fill you up. Like, nobody's coming to be like, oh, all that validation you've been looking for, like, all those answers that you need, all that, like, self-care, all that care that you need, all that, like, lifting up. Oh, yeah, like, here it is. I I am it in human form. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, you may think that it does. Like, you might meet a relationship and be like, wow, I am, you know, he's my everything. Like, he fixed everything for me. Um, But the truth is nobody can fix anything for you. You got to fix it for yourself. And the proof of this is that people, like, people lose themselves so many times in relationships because they don't understand um, that only they can give themselves the true validation and true, like, best friend relationship that they're searching for. Um, And, Just like you prioritize time with you know other people or your goals and your relationships you need to prioritize time with yourself uh you need to understand and know and learn um the parts of you that are the most vulnerable and you need to love them you need to treat them with kindness with that voice of love that you've been working so hard to grow and then you need to understand you're your own best friend you're it as wonderful as the relationships will be in your life they will come and go and It is not your job to get lost in them and lose who you are as a person in those relationships because no person is going to fix all of your problems. You're it. You're your bestie. You're there to get you up in the morning. You tuck yourself in every single night when you go to bed, no matter who's around. Um, So when you say goodnight to yourself at night, say goodnight, I love you, you know, to yourself in the mirror because you love you. You are all you got. And that is key to, to understanding why it is so important to be nice to yourself because you live with your own voice until the day you die playing in your head. Um, and I, I had a, a priest in high school who you know, went to a lot of my retreats and taught me some really valuable lessons. His name was Father Michael. He was great. His lessons have always stuck with me. Um, but he said a prayer to me, once he was praying to god and he said dear god remember help help your daughter remember that before she is anyone else's she is yours um and that's the way i like to look at it with being your own and being gods it doesn't matter if you're religious it does not matter but before i am anyone else's i am god's and before i am anyone else's i am my own i do not belong to anyone except the creator the greater being and my own soul Um, And that is so, so important to remember. And now that we have those steps down, let's recap, shall we? Uh, Step one is pick those affirmations. Pick them, choose them, stick with them. They're hard to stick with, but like I promise, I know they seem stupid at first, they will literally change your world. You will find yourself replaying those affirmations in your head whenever you're disrespecting yourself or whenever someone disrespects you. And it really helps build an inner dialogue of like inner self-love and courage step two split that voice in your head separate your inner critic from your real voice um, and stop your inner critic in its tracks step three grow your inner cheerleader and speak nicely to yourself so kindness vulnerability as you make mistakes be like it's okay treat yourself how you would a little kid hold that inner child of yourself um And imagine, I really like to imagine myself when I was really small. Would I ever yell at her the way I yell at myself now? Hell no. Treat yourself like the little child um, that you were and that you are. Step four, spotlight effect. No one is looking and even if they are, you rule the voice in your head and other people's opinions do not get to. Um, And step five, understanding that you are your own best friend, that you are the only one coming and before you are anyone else's, you are your own. Um, And a few little life tips, fun little things that you get to do to actually, like I know these are all really great ideas in theory, um, but I just want to show some some ideas for how to actually like live your life in this style, in this sense, um, and understanding this in practice. Um, Self-dates, a great one Uh, because you're dating yourself right all the time for the rest of your life until the day that you die uh, you will exhale your last breath with one bitch and one bitch only and that is you bitch (laughs) so take yourself on little dates go do things that you enjoy with yourself remind yourself just how fucking cool you are because i promise you are um i also like to journal uh there's a quote that says to know oneself is to love oneself and you can only love yourself by knowing yourself so i like to journal understand where my emotions are where my heart is um and to understand like deeper parts of me i love self-reflection journal prompts look up a few on pinterest they're great um pretend you're in a movie i know it's cliche we live to be cliche on this podcast (laughs) um but pretend you're in a movie like sometimes i'll just pretend like oh wait if i was a main character in a movie right now what would i be doing would I be feeling sorry for myself? Would I be sinking into the background and wearing a boring outfit that I'm not confident in? No, I would not. I would put on a freaking outfit and I would skip around and listen to music in my headphones and pretend I'm in a music video. So do that because you'll start to find out that like the whole main character thing that they're talking about is like actually true. You're the main character in your own freaking story Um, and this will really help you tap into a place of understanding the value that you have in your own life and in your own story. Give yourself little compliments throughout the day, whether this be on your looks, on your personality. Understand that your looks aren't everything, right? You are not your looks. Your Your value does not come from how you look on this planet. That was all a lie that was made up for you to buy things. <laughs> so remember that even though it feels good to look pretty and you should always deserve to feel good, your value doesn't come from looking any certain type of way, so remember that too. Uh, and in this episode, also, I don't want to invalidate anyone by talking about self-love because I know it's a very tricky thing, um, but I just want to share the the tips that helped me on my journey and help or are helping me to love myself because, you know, you got to remember that it comes in waves. No one hits like a, well, that's it. I'm, I'll never be insecure again moment. Like, no one hits a point in their life where they're like, wow, I guess I'll just never be insecure and I'm just perfect now. That's not how it works. This is a constant battle in a world that is constantly trying to belittle you. And loving yourself makes you a freaking warrior. Um, so I want to revisit that quote from Ruby Cower that said, the way you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. I want to add something to it. I like to say that the way you love yourself is not only the way you teach others to love you, but also the way that you learn to love others. Because... When you accept yourself exactly as you are, no strings attached, unconditionally, you are learning what real love is. You are learning how to give it to yourself. And the only way you can be truly kind and truly a reflection of God's love and just love in general, like if you don't prefer religious terms, you know, you are love embodied and the only way that you can share that with other people is by finding it in yourself first. And this is just true because life is a mirror. What you see in yourself, you will see in others. What you give out is what you get back. Um, And, you know, when you're loving yourself unconditionally, you're loving yourself in the same way that you have always wanted to be loved. You're giving that to yourself. You're giving yourself this gift of unconditional love that, you know, that gift that God gives, which is so hard to give in this cruel, cruel world. Um, But the one person that you can really give unconditional love to and trust them with it is you and how beautiful is that you know despite all of the scariness and consumerism and you know forced self-hate in this world you have the very gift of giving yourself the unconditional love you've always been searching for and i think that that is a really beautiful thing as well as the foundation for you know self-respect and for dignity for power And honestly, in the end, for a lot of really authentic happiness. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know I had a lot to say. It helps to sometimes, you know, jot down notes um, from things that spoke to you. I would love to hear from you all. Feel free to rate the podcast. Share it with your friends because I love new listeners. I get to see who's listening and I I get so excited. Not like who, but... um, stats and new listeners. And it's so exciting to see this constantly growing. So thank you guys for listening. I so appreciate it. And I will see you next week. Ciao for now. See you next week, my loves. And remember that you are already enough, just as you are.